Parental discretion is advised. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, SliceOnBroadway.com. IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. Click the Fight TV link on WrestlingMayhemShow.com to support this show and watch pro wrestling, MMA, boxing, and so much more. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash WrestlingMayhemShow. It is the Wrestling Mayhem Show, episode 734 Tuesdays. We've been talking about professionalized wrestling and, and, and a partial celebration of that because of our homework later tonight. Uh, but we are here. We are at it again because there is nothing else happening important in the world right now. I'm sure of it live here on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time as you guys are joining us on so many platforms. And thank you, everybody who is. First of all, with me as the normal, he's joining me from Big in new york he is the only mayhemer with a future endeavor letter from the wwe he is mad effing mike sorg i bid you good evening and good evening to all the mayhem americans yes yes to all the mayhem americans oh and um mayhem earthers what because we have people we have people in other countries Oh, okay. I was just like, are you like as opposed to aliens? Like aliens, aliens? Like where well, are we going with this? As far as I know, we are not the first galactic cast yet. I know we've purported to be that, mm, but we have no evidence. No, we don't. We don't. Not 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 tangible. No, at least at least. I no. I. Although, if anyone is listening from like the International Space Station, hi. Please, please tell us. Please. And also, great. how's the air up there? Ayo! Get it? Because there is none. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Very scientific right off the bat on this one. Uh, also with us, he is back. And he's got a very important role uh, for us this evening. Uh, but in the meantime, he is the grizzled veteran. He is Ronnie Starks. Ronnie, how you hey. doing, sir? Hey, good. How about you guys? All right. I'm going to need a good, clean debate this evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think tonight's going to be huge. We are going to be having, as tis this season, we're going to have a big debate for tonight. The only debate that matters tonight is uh, Mad Mike and I will be going toe-to-toe uh, in the WWE versus AEW debate. I mean, we've been Ironically, sparring. Ironically, this will be the only debate tonight where both sides tell the truth. Mm, mm. Making the statements. We, uh, we we don't need no Snopes here, motherfuckers. No, we don't. No, we don't. So we will get to that in a little bit. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you other things that are mostly true, and that will be you can go check out the show at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. This and other great shows. We talked last week with Garrison Creed that we've been seeing on the Warrior Wrestling the last few weeks, uh, as well as with our friends at Real Shoot Wrestling. And then this week we are scheduled to have a conversation with Dash Bennett, who has been... Um, really doing a lot of stuff with the uh, fight underground and the draft and, and, and the fight council over there. That's going to be coming up this Friday. Uh, but of course our Monday Mayhem warriors were, man, I, I, Mike, I drop a little bit of truthy list last night, I guess <laughs> while we're you at did. it, I guess I did. <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot happening with there. And of course our Monday night reactions and whatever lunacy happens at 11 PM at night. I mean, you think this is bad at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday. Try, like, after three hours of Raw at 11 p.m. And Mike and I are just like, what happened right now? Uh, he's doing the dance. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot more dancing on that one, too, because he's just kind of 
trying to keep the blood flowing. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you can also drop us a line at that email address. Good times, Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. 412-206-WMS0 is the hotline. Please give me a call. Give us a call this week. Tell us we're going to have this debate. And I want you to call and uh, give your rebuttal or, 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 or declare your winner over on the hotline. 412-206-WMS0. Um, tweet us at Mayhem Show. And, of course, follow the Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook and Group ER Live, of course, on the, uh, on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the uh, YouTube page, on Twitch for Sorgatron Media. So you can uh, watch the show live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, wherever is comfortable for you. Um, and we do, we do appreciate everybody that does do that and uh, is part of this um, um, in person. In person, that's not the right way to put it. It, it is a part of our conversation here on Tuesday nights. Like, uh, like it was in there right now. I see Dave Ponder is hanging out. Wait, there's another debate? No, yeah, there's, no, there's only this. There's only this. Like, it is every Tuesday night. Right? There's no Super Tuesday. There's no. Yeah, as far as I know, Scott Steiner's not debating anyone. Impact. No, no. Last night you got last night. Last night you got Sorg math. Tonight you got Sorg debate. Um. Okay. Anyway, as far as I'm concerned, guys, we are master debaters. Mm-hmm. Damn it! You beat me to it. I was just about to say it. Ah, you got it on Twitter earlier. Uh, I know. I know. I know. And uh, thank you to our streaming We're partners. We're all cunning linguists. Over at the 405media.com. That might be covering something else tonight. Uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters. And of course, uh, Ronnie, you know, Ronnie, I mean, you, you, I mean, I've been having our guests read this next part. Um, I don't know. You have Facebook uh, up over there. I can send this uh, over to you. I, I can. Give me one moment here. So we, we, we've been, as a, as a extra special thing, because you're probably, you guys have probably been tired of me saying your names uh, on a weekly basis for the last um, hundred episodes. So we've been letting our guests do it. And Ronnie hasn't been on for a little bit. So Ronnie, can you give a shout out if that's come up by now uh, uh, to all of our Patreon supporters out there at patreon.com slash wrestling man show that contribute to the show, the fine, fine folks that include. <coughs> Thank you to our Patreons fan of the show. Number one level. Bo Diggity, Ed Burke, Bobby F. J. Town, Team Hamathist, and at the $5 level, the Poppy Club level, sorry, uh, Mr. Bradley Ruthers, Dave, Dave, yeah, I called him Mr. Yeah, yeah, that's the nicest thing I ever said about you, Bradley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dave Potner and Tina Keys. At the $10 Pizza Club level, we have Mr. Doc Remedy and Kyle Turner. At the Manager $20 level, we have Occupy Pro Wrestling and Mr. Farnsworth Investments. And that's it. Excellent. Yeah, I put put you all over. You're welcome, kids. There you go. There you go. You guys support the show and have a (laughs) superstar like Ronnie Starks, the grizzled veteran, say your name on the podcast. No, you're over exaggerating. <laughs> I'm not goddamn superstar. Oh, you weren't here when I was I had the indie wrestling superstar conversation last week. Who was on with us last week when we were talking about that? Uh, uh, I wasn't here last week. Brohemoth so. and George, actually. <laughs> so I was. Did somebody actually called me a superstar last week. No, no, no. I was called. You guys are indie wrestling superstars. Just like oh. even the lowest person on the card on WWE is a, still a superstar. So That's... like it's so you can't downplay yourself out of that designation who, that i was who'd you, guys, who'd you guys say was the lowest person on the wwe roster 
Um, I don't who's, know who, who's your example. I don't know who our example was at the time. I was trying to think of anything oh. on like Velocity or something. Really, like, uh, Mojo Rawley. I think I said like Chris Matthews <laughs> yeah, tech- or something. Yeah, Mojo Rawley. Actually, Mojo Rawley would be a good pick on that one. Um, you know, these days I guess Tazawa or something, right? So oh, um, I mean, I it makes me sad to say that, especially since <sighs> Tazawa consistently kicks my ass on battlegrounds these days. Hey, um, you know what? The man survived the shark attack. He did. Yeah, yeah. What was that about? <laughs> you know what? I assume. Now, all right. This is, I'm making a lot of leaps here, and I apologize if if these aren't factual. Tazawa was a ninja, right? Yeah, I guess. Batman is also a ninja, right? Uh, more or less. Batman has bat shark repellent. Oh, dude, this is what I'm saying. I um... again. I'm making a lot of conjecture, but it tracks for me. I don't know if they were the movie props thing, but I was at when I was at that uh, uh, Hall of Heroes Museum in Indiana. Uh, uh, they had the Adam West suit, and I think they had like the shark repellent and, and canisters and stuff too. Nice. I don't know if they were movie ones, but they were you know at least facsimile maybe um, for those ones. But it was just yeah, it was fun. Anyways, oh, okay, awesome. okay, Import, <laughs> important stuff. That's also important, but uh, for at least in context of us. Uh, but important stuff. Um, I, I want to introduce um, for this uh, big conversation tonight our moderator, uh, 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 Ronnie Starks. Ronnie, uh, you gave a little bit of preview. Can we can you lay out the rules for this debate this evening? All right, gentlemen. I want a good, clean fight. No blow blows. No eye gouges. No chokes. Unless you're feeling kinky, and uh, and no hair pulls, okay. Hair pulls. I don't want to okay. good clean fights, okay. All I want, of those are going to be very difficult to do over the internet. They, they mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. hey, 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 it's 2020. You can find a way. You know? That's fair. Uh, we we have agreed to terms of the debate before the show. Um, mm-hmm. We are um, going to attempt not to get into um, uh, quote problematic issues with one promotion or the other. Because I think that's a different level of debate than what we intend to have this evening, um, and uh, strictly, strictly on-screen stuff. Uh, yeah, on-screen presentation as a fan. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I like to watch—it really kind of almost boils down to Wednesday night. What you watch, or what do you dedicate your time to? You know? Now, before we start, I don't mean to cut you off. Did you guys take your drug tests before we, I, uh, before we came yes. here this evening? Uh, our drug tests, uh, our, our earpieces have not been checked. Because we are uh, eight hours away from each other. What are you sniffing? What are you? You okay? I'm nothing. Sinuses? Nothing. Don't okay. worry about it. Um, the, we, our our earpieces well, have not. Actually, been... actually, I received the paperwork. Paperwork. Uh, what? Hold on. I've, I've, I've received the paperwork. Uh, don't don't don't, don't mind this uh, this trick or treat card, but the, uh, the 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 paperwork is on the back of this card. That's uh, the okay. closest okay. piece of paper you had to you. It is. It's. It says, "Shut up!" It says you're both clean, so I think we're good. Good, to know. good. It's no, good to know. no, no bad substance in your substance. substance? So, yeah, you know, sure. Is that the closest piece of paper you had? Listen, I don't Ronnie. know. We're just sitting right here. Listen, Ronnie, you better, you better, you better be a, um, this better be a clean and fair, uh, uh, officiated match, or I'm going to pull your card. No, it's going to be. Don't you touch my trigger free card? Oh, jeez. Now that's now that's a good one. <laughs> Well, we, I need a card. 
You need to find something. We need Mayhem Show cards. <laughs> Quick, Mike, uh, what hilarious thing do you have within reach? <laughs> oh, God, I have a lot. It's taking uh, a minute. It's taking a minute. Gotta, gotta make sure you're not displaying any company secrets over there. He's oh, digging. yeah. He's literally digging. I'll pull the universal card. What? Oh. Wait, what, univer- what is that? It's a stub for a photo I had done at Universal Studios. Oh. <laughs> I want to know what the picture was. Now I'm curious. Um, Probably a picture of me and my fiance. There you go. There you Looking go. What, adorable. Was it when the... Uh, sh- wait, wait, did you propose when the shark jumped out of the water? <laughs> if they hadn't closed oh. that part of the ride did down... They? I was highly considering it. Oh, oh Morats. No. I was highly considering it. It's all I know about Universal Studios is you get the you, you pop the question when the shark jumps out yeah, of the water, it's, just it's like the in Morats. Most, most romantic thing I've ever heard. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Man. It's beautiful. By the it's way, beautiful. did you guys all right before we get to this debate, real quick, did you hear that of the new Blu-ray from Mallrats that's coming out? No. There's a new Blu-ray from Mallrats, like twentieth year anniversary or something like that. Okay. It has the TV edit. Oh no! Oh, oh no. yeah! I'm excited because that was the first time I. That was the first way I watched Mallrats. Oh no! <laughs> I love Mallrats. I need. Something. I really want to watch Dogma again. <sighs> I need something similar. Similar because the most that I watched the uh, the original Ghostbusters was the TV uh, recording. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Um. Anyways. Ronnie, do you have a first question for this debate to kick us off? Ooh, so I'm just going to make up a question. Huh? Yes, absolutely. We did. Yes. I, ideally, you would have written these down, but mm-hmm. or submitted yeah, we'll by it, the we'll audience. We'll do it live. We'll do it live because I. Yeah, all right, gentlemen. My first question of the night is: Who is the biggest star on both brands? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Wow. Mm. Uh, Sorg, I'll defer to you. You're the you're the younger company. Well, I think I think obviously, um, you know, when you're a new company, you, you defer to somebody that has, that's got a little bit of tenure to help build you up. And I think nobody's done that better than Chris Jericho. I may be also partial because Chris Jericho is my favorite damn wrestler of all time. Um, and uh, he's somebody who stepped in, obviously first champion. Uh, you know, a- adds a little bit of prestige to the title with his lineage. Um, across multiple, you know, at least you know, two other companies uh, over over twenty five years, majorly at least, you know, he's W and going back to that whole thing too. Um, but uh, but but has consistently just just wreaked superstar and and uh, 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 despite not having the title, continues to help build that company. I think you can look to uh, the recent happenings with Orange Cassidy, for instance. Uh, and and not afraid to have tremendous matches with even uh, uh people that are definitely uh, I I think thrown under the bus a little bit for their size and ability uh like your jungle jungle boys or even interactions with the Marco stunt uh so I, I I think I think not only is he big biggest superstar he's biggest contributor to the company to hopefully stand on, stand on its own uh without him. Um, it, it's kind of it's kind of a um, it's statement of leave things better <laughs> when you leave uh, kind of things. I think where where, where he's at. So and it, God, even his commentary is tremendous too. So ski of own. Very, you- very well said, good sir. Uh, Mad Mike, mm-hmm. you are up. 
Um, but by the way, before I uh, give my response, Andrew Loveless in the chat room has asked if we are accepting writing questions. Yes. So I told, I told him absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yes, please. If absolutely. if I see one pop in, I'll uh, I'll text it to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, do you have the chat up over there? Uh, I will put it up right now. There you go. There okay. you go, Ronnie. Ronnie, we'll we'll defer to Ronnie for uh, inserting those questions as we go. Cases. Uh, um. All right. So the biggest star in WWE right now that that is a tough pill to swallow because we have a lot of stars. Um, it, it, it depends on how you define star in WWE. Um, because I could easily say the rock, the rock is most associated with WWE, even though he hasn't wrestled. Uh, he's been, he's made appearances here and there. Um, but let, let's count the rock out of the equation because he's mostly known as a Hollywood actor. Now I could also say John Cena who has been on TV recently. Okay, well, we say we're we're staying. You said we're staying recent with this, correct? Yeah, I okay. I know. I'm 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 breaking it down. Okay. I'm breaking okay. it. So, uh, recent, recent only, not past. Okay. Come on. Yeah, I, John Cena wrestled at this year's WrestleMania. How much more recent you want? Well, technically, uh, technically, it wasn't wrestling. Yeah, I don't know if you call a, that wrestling. Technically, he took one bump. And excuse me, this is a debate. This is my time. I'm sorry. Okay, carry on, good sir. Thank you. I, thank you. I apologize. Thank you. Uh, John Cena, who was at this year's WrestleMania. Um, is now is now a massive star. He's going to be in the Suicide Squad. He's going to have his own show on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you ask a lot of people, WWE biggest star, they'll say John Cena. Um, another, if you're looking for people who are a little bit more um, active roster, I would say Roman Reigns, the recently returned Roman Reigns, also star of Hobbs and Shaw, which a lot of people know him from. Eh. It's, excuse me, this is my time. Oh, my I'm sorry. Time. I'm Pretty sorry. I didn't. Know, I didn't know my mic was on. I'm sorry. <laughs> good, clean debate. My ass. Okay, so uh, I would say Roman Reigns, uh, who recently made his return, um, who is paired with Paul Heyman, who is gifted at making people stars. Because Brock Lesnar was the biggest star in the company for years, wrestling maybe 20 minutes out of an entire year mm-hmm. um, with Paul Heyman by his side and with Roman Reigns being the universal champion. Roman Reigns is one of, if not the most recognizable person on uh, the SmackDown brand and the SmackDown brand is on Fox, which has much more exposure than let's say a TNT because it's basic cable. Um, and so, yeah, I would say Roman Reigns. And and before her maternity leave, I also would have thrown Becky Lynch in there, which mm-hmm. is something that uh, my distinguished competitor cannot lay any kind of claim to, to having a female star that big. Uh, would you would you like to retort on that? <laughs> uh, oh, where do I? Uh, so, so, um, uh, nice teeth. And uh, and uh, I would say, listen, I think the, that uh, I, I think I think it's 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 very clear. AEW has done a lot right with their stars building or utilizing ones that had some face value in other pr- uh, promotions. Uh, what promotion would that be? And uh, other promotions, <laughs> wherever which, which, that may be. One? Chris Jericho. And other promotions. M- multiple time world champion. Yeah. Uh, uh, lead singer of Fozzie. Uh, 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 the uh, Rock and Ranger Cruise, Rock and Ranger Cruise. What's that? Name three of their songs. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to a lot of them, but well, there's Judas, 
That's that is one. That's his theme song. Yeah. Is that one from NXT last year? That was also Judas. No, it was. Well, there was another one. There was another one. Too. There was another one. They had a couple. They had a couple. Um, he did. He did some nice Aussie covers. Um, yes. Okay. Let now I want to. Let the record show that was one song. Well, uh, okay. Um, but but I want to address the women's division thing. I will agree that the women's division is not. Uh, I, I mean, if you look at the the championship situation, maybe not as uh, your stars. Um, you know, and maybe maybe we'd be saying the same thing about the men's division if they weren't uh, uh using stars that were uh, uh built somewhere else to help enhance and do things that they weren't allowed to do in those other promotions. Uh, the women, on the other hand, though, are building. I think uh, uh, your 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 Dr. Britt Baker, friend of the show, um, may be a future star in the making. Has been, had a tremendous breakthrough summer, even from a wheelchair for the majority of it. Um, I, I don't think you can deny that. Uh, the recent run in, uh, you know, the recent uh, intermixings of 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 uh, Thunder Rosa. I think it's a platform that she's been waiting for to break out. Obviously, we she know she is not signed by AEW. Uh, she is very regular at this point, and I think I, I, I and uh, the signing it, it can be another issue that we can talk about as well. Um, because while we have the signed versus not signed, um, I, I think one thing you can uh, attest to AEW uh, is um, um, creating more stars for wrestling in general because of their access to uh, the independence and openness of bringing in the independence. Now, I have to give props to my boy Mambo Italiano that uh, had some FaceTime and a driver match on NXT last week. But then you guys have guys like Ben Carter that freaking got put on put on the map between Dark and Late Night Dynamite into this match with Scorpio Sky. He was trending on Twitter. And I think barely anybody knew. Like, I discovered him. I thought he was just going to get destroyed by uh, by uh, Brian Cage at Warrior Wrestling the first week I was out there. And I was pleasantly surprised at what happened with that. Uh, and to see him on that. I mean, I think he may even had some NXT time as well in the last couple of weeks. Um, but, uh, you know, but when they're presented here, um, it, it is in a stronger um, um, you know, they're the job guys, you know, be you know, Blackwood and uh, and um, Red Death can't remember his name. Uh, the Buffalo Boys, uh, um, you know, coming in against uh, Butch and the Blade and some other matches, you know, they are given personality. They are not just the guys that get beat up, and I think that becomes a stronger overall product that enhances it uh, without having to have all the signed guys. Remember, they have one television show one YouTube show and that's it versus the nine hours a week of content you see on, uh, on WWE's programming. So it's, it's kind of a different level of situation. I think it's helpful for a lot of people inside, outside the company. Mike, would you like to uh, say anything? Um, I, I think that AEW is still a young company. So yes. it will be significantly more difficult for them to create new stars. Um, I, I do think that they are relying a bit too heavily on stars that were from WWE. Mm -hmm. uh, I I believe that they are, and and there's and there's nothing wrong with using WWE stars because we are the biggest company in the world, and and you know, and. But I, I do think that 
Sorg is shortchanging his own his own talent hmm. over there. Like like you say, the biggest star is Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho was a star before AEW. Yeah, that wasn't the question. I, that wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. Who are their biggest stars? Who's the biggest stars would, in the company? I would have said maybe Cody Rhodes, maybe nope. Kenny Omega. Nope. Like, but but see, AEW did not make Chris Jericho. Okay. Did not give. AEW did not Chris give Chris Jericho exposure. Chris Chris Jericho gave AEW exposure. Right. So, like I, I said, Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns was made by WWE. Okay. The only reason people who know who Roman Reigns is is because of WWE. People knew who Chris Jericho was long before AEW even existed. And, and, and thanks to uh, uh, TNT, uh, you know, primetime TNT, now more people know who an Orange Cassidy is, who a Kenny Omega is. Um, you know, Cody, you know, came over. More people are aware of him and what he's doing than what he's been doing in New Japan and, and Ring of Honor, where he really kind of cut his teeth and, and became a star. Uh, uh, the Young Bucks, uh, you know, things like that. There's a big introduction point. So you need to balance those two sides. Ale is, is a young company, you know, they, they, they're, they need to build the, their new star AEW is in the business of building right now is AEW. So they can be the thing that makes the next Roman Reigns. Okay. All right, then. Um, shall we move on to the next question? Brought to you by Andrew Loveless. He says, my question for the debate. If you had a creative booking over any brand, who would you push creatively or use differently? Mm-hmm. Oh, if Mike wants to go first, I feel like this is a thing that he thinks about a lot. Sadly, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, ew, it fills wow. the emptiness. I understand. Because there's a lot of different aspects of WWE too, because they because we have several brands. Mm-hmm. Um. If I if I were in charge, I think I would try to utilize the stars that have, that have some mainstream exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would try to u- utilize them a lot more, especially ones who have kind of built a following on uh, other avenues such as Twitch and Cameo and stuff like that. Like I I think um, the New Day should be bigger, like bigger than they already are. Um, with Big E at the forefront this time, mm-hmm. um, I, I think, and I, th- I think they're starting to do that too. Like, I think that's they're they're trending in the right direction toward that. I also think that, um, and I and I've said this multiple times. I think that anyone who like, with very few exceptions, we need to push younger talent. Um, younger talent guys like uh, Cedric Alexander. If I were if I were WWE. Cedric Alexander would be the blue chip guy within the Hurt Business, much like The Rock was within the Nation of Domination. Um, and eventually, hopefully, Cedric would take over the Hurt Business, and MV- an MVP would be more relegated to like a Ric Flair and Evolution role. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm looking at the SmackDown side, SmackDown honestly has been doing really well. Roman Reigns has been booked solidly. Like, if we're not building. If if we aren't getting The Rock versus Reigns at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns versus Big E at WrestleMania, yes and please. Um, it's been a good month. If, 
yeah, uh, if we're looking at uh, the women's division, I think the women's division has had some setbacks mm-hmm. because of real life matters. Um, you know, uh, people coming, people going, people having babies, things of that nature. Um, I would give, um, I would give Oscar a little bit more microphone time. Uh, I would try to make her a little bit more serious rather than the uh, like kabuki clown that we kind of have her doing now. Um, I would also immediately put Candice LeRae either in either as the champion on NXT or move her to Raw and or SmackDown and give her the title mm. on either one of those shows. I think Bailey's been doing phenomenal uh, as it as it happens on SmackDown, but I think we delay the Bailey and Sasha stuff until WrestleMania. And in the meantime, we have Bailey feud with a Candice LeRae or something like that. Maybe even, maybe even swap the title back and forth. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think there, I think there are a few people that, that can be taken advantage of. Ricochet will be another one that, um, why he's not the, the mid card champion over on SmackDown is a mystery to me. I think Ricochet would be perfect on the SmackDown side of the roster with guys like Matt Riddle, uh, guys like AJ Styles, and I would break up Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. I think we need more established tag teams or people that you know work a little bit better together. I think Cesaro and Nakamura, while great individually, they haven't really gelled too much as a team, and I think and I think they could both be better breakout individual stars. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's about it. Oh, it's supposed to be one thing. <laughs> that's supposed to be hey, one. You know one what? Move. We have a lot of brands. One move. A lot of brands. A lot of divisions. One move. I thought. I, I, man, you you told, you told me. I think about this a lot. You're a lot right. Of problems. <laughs> yeah, a lot of problems over there. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I, obviously, I think the women's division needs a little bit extra uh, oomph happening with it. Uh, maybe that got derailed between uh, the the Brit situation or something. Um, but uh, I, I I feel good was you know uh, Diamante and uh, Ivelisse being involved uh, or Rosa. Uh, uh, maybe Britt Baker once she's healed up uh, completely becomes a little more involved in that situation. Nyla Rose, I think, could get a little more steam um, with Vicky uh, by her side and, and seeing another run or at least running through more of the division. She's been strangely absent the last couple of weeks, um, but that could be for reasons. Um, I I I feel like um, the Adam Page Kenny Omega storylines have detracted from them um i i do get a feeling and maybe they're just kind of pulling back on them so it's not obvious that that the people that own the company and their friends are like on top of the card all the time which you have not been seeing that much actually uh, um uh, as much lately uh but uh i i don't adam page kenny omega hands down should be the superstars of that company um and again circumstances them being in tag division that might be just something that happened there as part of that but um i'm hoping now that they've broken up that that they get escalated a little bit more and i get something that uh uh harkens me back to the days of of kino omega and okada uh <laughs> at wrestle kingdom uh for instance it's i mean it's not it's not as much of a drop as seeing shisuke nakamura doing his matches well fantastic or just a, a shadow of of like nakamura memories except for that dancing always awesome um but uh, uh you know but but definitely not the thing that got that got me excited about him being on my tv every wednesday now now before we uh, move on if i can defer 
a moment to a uh, quick shout out for a lot of this and some of the people that we mentioned on the show. Uh, you can go check them out at IndieWrestling.us, IndieWrestling.network. And this is not an influential sponsor in either side of this debate, I just want to point out. Uh, but you can see somebody like <laughs> Dr. Britt Baker in action there on the YouTube account and on the network on the IndieWrestling.us on VOD uh, against uh, a lot of the stars of now WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling. A lot of people on there, a lot of faces um, that are familiar, even if the names seem a little funny. And also um, one of those funny names, A Walkin' Wild, uh, featured on uh, DJ Z on Wild. Uh, uh, Sorg, sor- if, if I may interject. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad that's something that we can all agree on. <laughs> you can check that out now. Part of Indie Wrestling Network, IndieWrestling.network, $5.99 a month for over 400 hours of wrestling content, including that, including just went up there was the entire watch through. We really we released it match by match, week by week, but now you can watch in its entirety the Prospect Pro Wrestling Quarantine Challenge. And one of those teams is Hogject Runway with Super Hentai and Tyler Klein. If that doesn't um, get you get you on board for that, I don't know what will. Go check that out for your convenience over at IndieWrestling.network. Vicious Outcast Wrestling, RWA, uh, Rise Wrestling, with a Y, and so much more from the Pittsburgh, West Virginia, Cleveland areas, and special projects included as well, and more to come in the next month. Stay tuned for that. Now, back to... The grizzled veteran Ronnie Starks with our next question. Gentlemen, uh, I had time to think of this since you guys were going back and forth. Um, now, recently, both companies have had a pay per view AEW with All Out okay. and, uh, and WWE with um, the fuck was our pay per view last night or Monday, Sunday? Or what was I called? Clash I think it was, was called because I didn't watch it. Classic champions. Yeah, that one. Yes. Clash yeah, that of one. Champions. Uh, which pay per view was uh, better quality? <laughs> uh, I gotta say, I cannot answer that because, unfortunately, due to <laughs> due to work, I was not able to um, uh, watch that AEW one live. Unfortunately, um, but I did see parts of it. Oh, and sounds like someone's not prepared. <sighs> prepared prepared would you like me to go first i mean how much time are you putting in man um, i mean um you, you mean all out the pay-per-view where matt hardy almost died and they continued the match mm. yeah not a great look for your company well, um you mean you mean the pay-per-view where your uh big huge entry into the battle royal is matt seidel and the first thing he does is botch his finisher well, yeah not a great look for the company Whereas Clash of Champions, incredibly solid pay-per-view, top to bomb, and even dealt with having to do last-minute replaces replacements due to being cautious due to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bailey and Asuka, again, always solid, and we even brought back Sasha Banks to further that storyline. Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's a masterclass in storytelling, and to be honest... Me personally, as a wrestling fan, I don't even like Jey Uso all that much. But my God, it was picture perfect storytelling. Picture perfect storytelling. It it solidified Roman as the biggest star in the company, easily the tribal chief, if you will. The uh, Mimosa Mayhem was pretty great. <laughs> 
And uh, Moxley MJF was tremendous. You talk about stars in the making. MJF is one of those stars. And I think we'll have an AEW championship within the next year, hands down. I feel like you just looked up the card and you're like, I'm just going <laughs> to say this is a great show. So, uh, you know, Mike, I'm going to give you this round. And uh, Sorg, I, may I watched, God have mercy on your soul. I watched about half of it afterwards. <laughs> I, because, I mean, it's I, I watched the whole show. I, 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 watched the whole re- I do my research on, the, on this stuff. I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. I don't have all of the wrestling at my fingertips. I don't. Sorg. Or you 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 have it. You have your own streaming service at your fingertips. Technically, you do have a whole streaming service at your fingertips. <laughs> mm-hmm. You do. So you can watch wrestling. You have no excuse for your sheer laziness. <laughs> I don't have AEW on it. Come on. I mean, you could if you talk to the right people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, listen, man, I got phone numbers that I don't call because I don't want to be that guy. I'm got in my phone are some very important numbers with three letter companies that I do not call because I'm not that guy. Okay. All right. Okay. I, wow. I understand. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's like, do you want to pick those names up off the floor, or do I, you want to? grief. <laughs> Let, let's let's just move on to the next question. Sort of okay. He's getting a little salty. Excuse us for you not being prepared. Jeez. Um, Next question. (laughs) Another one from uh, Andrew Loveless. Each person gets five picks. Who would you sign from the Indies or move up? Uh, Define move up. Uh, Just move up from the Indies or? Yeah, move up from the Indies. Okay. Um. Uh, your correct answers are me, me, and possibly me. Uh, you mean your correct correct answers are you, 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 and Lee Moriarty? Yes, yes, yes. Because I mean, that's the right answer. Um, <laughs> at least closer to the right answer. Well, I'm going to go ahead and already say Lee Moriarty. I think he's ready mm-hmm. for it. And AEW is practically Japan in America since we can't go anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's that. Um, um, but. Uh, 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 try not to stick exclusively with, with with friends of the show, I suppose. Five people, man. Uh, Effie, Jeez. I think Effie could do some great things there, um, especially with the initiatives they have uh, going on with that company. Um, and, and you know, he's very active. Uh, Sorry, do you want do you want to do this uh, chain style? You name yeah, one, I, I, name I, one? I did two. Why don't you do two? Okay, um, that's, fa- that's fair. I, that's fair. I I would sign Warhorse. Really, I would sign Warhorse and really? I would pair him with uh, Bugenhagen. I did not make think them, that... make, make them a tag team in NXT. I did not think you were on the Warhorse bandwagon. Uh, I he's not my cup of tea personally. I like his character. I like his uh, overall presence. I will say he uh, tore the house down with Brian Pillman a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I I, I have no doubts about that. I, I I've not seen a lot of his stuff. What I've seen, I've enjoyed for the most part. But I think. Um, if you put him in NXT, team with Bugenhagen, they can be the Bugenhorsen and just have them run roughshod in the NXT tag team division. And I think their energies together would be like a better version of the Hype Bros. Hmm. Um, let's see. I would also, um, and this would be a re-sign for WWE, I would re-sign Victoria. Really? Go back to the yeah. well with that one, huh? Oh, I would because I would put her in NXT. Huh. I would put her in NXT. Huh. NXT has lost a lot of credible female um 
wrestlers that have, that have moved up to Raw and SmackDown. Um, there are, there's a lot of talent in NXT. A lot of it is still a little green. Mm-hmm. And I think Victoria as a veteran presence, because we've always had veteran presence on NXT. And I think the only one really there is Candice LeRae, mm-hmm. who's a veteran at this point. Mm-hmm. But if I if I'm all, if this is you know me having the book, I'm moving Candice LeRae to Raw or SmackDown, and we need someone to fill that space. And Victoria, Victoria with Mercedes with uh, Raina, with uh, Raquel Gonzalez, that'd be an amazing match. Victoria with Rhea Ripley would be an amazing match, and especially since it looks like Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez are also on Raw now as part of Retribution. That's two more big, big talents that are leaving NXT. Right. So you need, you need to fill in that void. Uh, rolling back, I would say uh, we wouldn't do another two and then a finale. Um, I would say, uh, oh, I had it. Jonathan Gresham, I'd like to move up from Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And just do some great things there. Just just bring that bring that Matt style. It would be tremendous. And as an audience, I think it'd be more, um, I think it'd be more acceptable there. Uh, uh, than the other side. Um, and then I don't know if it's a moving up because, and again, somebody I just saw, I would love to see Jay White on on an American TV of significance. Um, the Lord, I don't know if it's just because he's grizzled and just came back from his uh, uh, New Zealand sabbatical, but uh, <laughs> he was pretty fantastic that first match at G1. And, uh, and I think he'd do some good stuff on uh, Wednesday nights there. Mike, next two. Um, uh, well, someone I would bring in, and I don't know why he's not wrestling anywhere of note that I know of. I would bring in Marty the Moth mm. from Lucha Underground. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a good pick. Oh, yeah, Marty sign, the Moth. You know, I'm with the sign Marty anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 like he was talk about a guy who came out of nowhere when I was watching Lucha Underground. He was literally a guy that was hanging outside the temple mm. and didn't know what to make of him. Thought he might be interesting. He turned into one of the most vicious sons of bitches I've ever seen in the wrestling ring. Like mm-hmm. Marty the Moth, I think could fit in NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it, on Raw or SmackDown, honestly, put him anywhere you want. I think wherever he goes, he would be fantastic. Um, and let's see if I'm also uh, so anyone that's not signed anywhere, right? Oh, I think um, like I'm I'm bringing people from New Japan and and Ring of Honor. So okay, I'm, all right. I'm well, I'll take someone from Impact then. What's that? I'll I'll take someone from Impact then. Jordan Graves. I can I, I considered pairing them. I I <laughs> seriously did. I I was this close to pairing them, but I I didn't I didn't have a full case for her. Um, well, but to be fair, if you, if you said Jordan Grace, I would have said Taya Valkyrie. So oh, either oh, way, uh, I had someone covered. Oh, I almost want to say Taya Valkyrie, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but that's not who I'm going to say. I think my finale one actually is going to be uh, another one I just saw recently, Jeff Cobb. Um, oh yeah, uh, I think he's another one that would be fantastic. And um, um, and again, again, Gresham, I think that the the pure wrestling like that um, that both of those guys present. Um, um, fill out better on uh, an AEW show than it does on a WWE show right now. So yeah, like my last my last two are gonna be Jordan and Taya because mm-hmm. like I I think the the male talent in WWE is probably at the best point it's ever been. It just needs to be utilized a little bit better. I think bringing a, a, an infusion of new female talent, especially with like uh, the Four Horsewomen, not you know Becky's on maternity leave. Charlotte's been out. For a number of months now, um, you know, I, I think 
a new infusion from the ground up would help a lot. And God, Parataya with Morrison, uh, separate them from the separate him from the Miz. Just have them go crazy and put Jordan in NXT. Okay. Wait, did you did you do your finale? Finale? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Sorry, I was answering a question in the chat room. That's okay. Uh, Ronnie. Let's move on, shall we? That was a good round, everybody. Congratulations, that was good. Uh, next question comes to you from Mr. Dave Partner. If you could take somebody from the other company that the other company isn't using, who would it be? <laughs> well, they've already done that, haven't they? Isn't using or isn't using properly? Uh, he said using, but let's hey, go. Sorg, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at you. Uh, I'm sorry. Before before we get to this question, Sorg, there's one free agent out there. And I'm surprised you didn't say hmm. Brock Lesnar. Come on, technically a free on. agent. I we mean, want good be- wrestling, not shitty wrestling. Just because, I, hey, Brock Lesnar, when he works, is a very good wrestler. Just because the rock's going to impact, you think everybody can go everywhere? We're we're literally signing. We're we were signing people who are signed to different companies. <laughs> Anyways, um, you tell me you don't want to see Brock Lesnar versus Kenny Omega, and I'll call you a liar. <laughs> I actually do want to see that. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But, but like, not- there's a reason I didn't say Brock Lesnar. I've seen Brock fight everyone I want to see fight. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, what was the question again? Oh, who are you going to sign away? Um, can I get... Um, who is somebody who is definitely... Can I just get Keith Lee? <laughs> no, someone that we're not, it's not being used properly. I don't know. I haven't seen him in two that, weeks. That's, that's the point. I haven't that's seen him point. in two weeks. I'm not happy, yeah, that might, that I'm might not happy with this, what's happening on Raw, okay? He was on Raw. When? What? Today? Last night. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he was he still wearing he that skirt? Andrade. Uh, no, he, he wasn't. There was a Andrade. tag match with Andrade. No, that was the night before. I don't know. You did. You did miss the first forty-five minutes of Raw. So yeah, yeah, and, that's what you missed. And, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Then I would he's roll like, it off the board. Then I would say that's not being used. Uh, I think Chelsea Green would bring a lot to the women's division over there on um, AEW. That's right? a solid pick. And That's I don't know why she's not on TV is just insane to me. Uh, she's not an obvious member of this retribution stuff. I don't know what the deal is, uh, but uh, come on over. Come on. Yeah. Mike? Oh, man. Someone from AEW that's not being used properly. Mm. I uh, there's there's a few names that are jumping out of my brain. I'm trying to decide which one I want to settle on. Um, I'll take I'll take Pentagon. Good pick. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna take Pentagon. Um, while you know he he's in a tag team with his brother, you know, last time I saw Pentagon before AEW, he was destroying it in Lucha Underground, and the fact that he has not been used to that potential baffles and angers me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I want to throw Pentagon in NXT and let him tear it up with Finn Balor. Let him tear it up with Karrion Cross. Let him tear it up with Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Let him tear it up with um, um, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong. All great Adam stuff. Cole, any all, of them. All great ideas. All great ideas in route to him becoming the fourth member of the Lucha House Party. Uh, I'm sorry. I, is Lucha House Party on NXT? Last I heard, they're not. Oh, we're the talking only, about NXT. I thought we're talking about NXT. WWE as a whole here. And I was just, you know, stating the inevitable. Um, no, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, hey, that's a little racist. Um, two, not, not everyone who wears a mask is in Lucha House Party, Sorg. Wait, I'm, I'm trying to think. If wait, I put a mask on right now, I can join Lucha House Wait, wait, party? I'm thinking who's not in a mask that's not in Lucha House Party? The Fiend. Thank oh, you. come on. Whatever. No, no, uh, no. I'm sorry. Is that not a mask? No, not. Is not, that not no, a mask? No, that's his face, Mike. Wait, checks with the judges. Judges, is that a mask? It's a mask. You got uh, it. Do, do, they, do they sell it on shop? And also, Booyaka, Booyaka, bitch. Rey Mysterio wears a mask, not part of Lucha House Party. Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Rey Mysterio wears a mask. Not part of Lucha House Party. Okay, there are people okay. who who okay. would not be involved in Lucha House Party, and I'm pretty sure Pentagon would not be involved in Lucha House Party. And even if he did, he would make Lucha House Party better because then they would just start breaking arms instead of pinatas. Yeah, okay, Pentagon Junior in the uh, the uh, uh, Lucha House uh, Triad. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm okay with yeah. that. You're bringing me back that, around on that. Honestly. That sounds great to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too bad. It's, too bad that that's just not realistic in that world. Ronnie, that's why I said boom in NXT. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I'm laughing too hard over here. I had to silence the microphone. Um, <laughs> and also, Dave Podner said you could have a rematch between EO and Pentagon, and that's exactly right. Mm. Title for title, let's do it. Pentagon can easily be NXT champion. Yes. Anyway, all right. Uh, I forget where this question came from because I was laughing too hard. Oh, this was some some Alex Miller. Uh, If you could scout any other country, would AEW or WWE look? English, Alex. Uh, Like the base out of to expand to because I think that's I I don't I don't think that's because the companies are kind of one. I don't know what country we can go to, uh, and two, <laughs> like I think it was the first problem, and uh, and 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 then a follow up. Like uh, I mean, uh, the, the 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 companies are at different states of that expansion plan. You know what I mean? And WWE's pretty much everywhere, isn't it, Mike? Mm, yeah, so. I mean, I was gonna say if we can find more Walters, I would like to go where we can find more Walters. Listen, where are the more Walters and Luch- and, and and Pentagon Darks? Let's go there. Okay. Excuse me. I require more Walters. Yes. Do you have more Walters, sir? I think we've agreed on this one. I think we're completely on the same page on this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ronnie, <laughs> do you have another one lined up? I'm uh, I'm currently looking for questions. Okay, but okay, that's people... fine. That's fine. Oh, so we talked about that. We talked about uh, a, a kind well, of. Uh, how about how about the on-screen presentation of each program? On-screen yes. presentation of each. So the one versus three programs are we talking about? Um, yeah, I mean, you know. Okay, okay. 
And, 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 well, uh, this is the little, I mean, this is the thing I look at if I could start, uh, if you don't mind, um, sir. Mm-hmm. So, so I would say, um, obviously WWE is the, um, we're talking currently, we're talking about what's happening right now, right? Like where we have yeah, gone to right and now. And you can use any programs you want because uh-huh. you have more than the show. Uh, yes, yes, but but I think they're relatively shot the same way um, due to the nature of how they do things um, in a more economical way because they are the smaller company, obviously. But uh, I, and obviously, I have two different choices here with WWE. I, I cannot say enough about what a spectacle and what they've accomplished with Thunderdome. Like it, it, it production-wise, it is a fucking spectacle. I cannot deny that. And and that is what that's what you can do with resources, uh, absolutely. Um, uh, the NXT presentation um, has always um, intentionally felt smaller, and I think that has benefited it. Um, but and, and I will maybe this is a little out of out of turn, um, but I think AEW got to their new stride faster. And also, this could be just a matter of uh, uh, accessibility for sister companies, as we were talking off air, uh, and that access to something like Daly's Place in the, in the Jaguar Stadium. Um, but also, uh, uh, it also could be just a matter of the uh, uh, nimbleness of a smaller company, too, obviously. Um, I, I think in the end, it is WWE had... We had this performance center, and then AEW's like, well, we got this room for a while, and then why don't we use this bigger thing? And and again, everybody's figuring out things as they go. Um, I think regardless, across the board, AEW puts on a more exciting program and has done so more consistently um, for a longer time than WWE. WWE has at least, to me, um, reached the relative excitement they were before they had to close down in March. I'm not saying that's better. Um, because still to me, the program and what is put on in the program, I am more excited. And, uh, I get the feeling on Wednesdays that I used to get on Mondays right now. Hell, I get the feeling (laughs) I get the feeling for after I'm done this and I'm going to throw on BTE and and AW Dark that I'd used to get for when uh, Sunday Night Heat used to come on back when it was fucking awesome on MTV. Uh, you know, that's that's where I'm at with this company. You know, maybe it's the new shiny. Maybe it's the presentation is more more uh, uh, in line with my sensibilities. Um feel like i'm i'm talking like such a indie wrestling hipster right now uh but but that's where i'm at with that that's what is um that style is connecting with me that visual is connecting with me that um how they're doing things are connecting with me like that okay um i i will i will say that i think um being stuck at daily's place has helped the production value of aew um, because I think while there's something to be said for having different kinds of arenas every week, like they were having before everything was shut down, Felt big. um, a lot of those crowds, you could tell it was not a full arena based on certain, uh, shots that were being shown. And 
while the people while the fans there were very loud and boisterous it it felt like it should have like they should have been held in smaller arenas in order to give it a little bit more of a bigger feel can i counter that point real quick um because um i i understand the discussion some of those are like aw attendance wise i think we're at a weird spot um because i understand that if it was available they would have even taken civic arena here in town um i think they're at the spot where they're getting just enough that the the really smaller arenas um are too small and then there's not yet filling the bigger arenas so it's do you you know right. do you push them um, away to fill the arena or or do you you know and that's gate i don't know the math of gate versus tv when it comes to that um so i think that is part of that process to what you were seeing. Um, so, and again, it's a complicated answer. I know. I, I understand that, but I'd rather have a full, a full sold out house sure. than having to watch your camera angles. So you don't show entire swaths of the arena. that are completely empty. Okay. Smack um, um, but I would also say that, uh, the presentation of the music, the theme music for the superstars in AEW is, Predominantly terrible. Whoa, whoa! Predominantly terrible. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm I saying am it. Fucking jamming to Butcher and the Blade and Kenny Omega's theme on a regular basis. And may I just also still bring up Fozzie again? All right, Fozzie does one song for them, but I, I will and say I do think means. that I think the, I think the. Uh, the entrance themes behind WWE are more memorable and um, the, more inciting of the crowd. Because unless you're a big name star in AEW, like your Chris Jericho's, like your Fozzies, like like uh, your your Kenny Omega, like your Cody's, the other theme songs don't really have a lot of kick. Yes. What is Moxley's theme song? How does it go? It's Metallica. Is it? No. It's him, the Bell Tools. What? No, it's not. John Moxley's theme music is for Who the Bell Tools. No, it isn't. Not no, no, in it AEW. Isn't. No, I don't. No, not in AEW. Maybe that was in New Japan. Yeah, like exactly. But um, but he's your AEW champion. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a distinctive theme song. That's an issue. Like it's Bad again, Bad young out. company. Ban out, ban out. That's the Shields music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still, and like, still smiling, Romans. But um, but I'm just saying the uh, the theme music in AEW, it's not a standout. Okay, it's, it's not a standout. Uh, I will also uh, say, as part of the presentation, uh huh. When I tune into AEW, the first thing I hear are two voices from the 90s. As a company that purports himself to be of the future, I hear voices of the past. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Because, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Because we're also, we're also, this is a company that also involves Jake Roberts, Arn Anson, Tully Blanchard. Uh, uh, Okay, so voices from the 80s. This is a company, no, this is a company that, 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 that recognizes the past as it jumps to the future. Rock and Roll Express. Um, I mean, I'm this not is, talking about managers. I'm I not mean, talking about. Man- I'm talking about the commentary. Uh, okay, okay. So I, Tony Schiavone teamed together 
in WCW in the 90s. Right. Don't touch on Tony Schiavone. I'm just saying. I feel like there's no female commentators full time in AEW. Uh, there, there are now um, full time. But... I'm talking on your main show. Well, I mean, somebody just left WWE. That's well, probably was, going who's the main. Show. I mean, what do you got? Beth Phoenix on NXT. I guess is yeah. technically a main yeah. show now, but I mean, um, it, it's literally your direct competition. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we don't have a Beth Phoenix. We don't have a Renee Young yet. We have a Veda Scott. Yet. Yet. But well, we got a Veda, Veda Scott. Scott. And Veda Scott is new. Veda Scott is... I want new. That's that's my wait, point. Wait, 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 wait. It is new, but Veda Scott is like... I don't believe... Remember, Veda Scott doesn't have a, a, a professional uh, uh, broadcast background like Renee Young did going into uh, commentating. Okay? Mm-hmm. Or is Most a wrestler? Well, okay, she's a wrestler, but do not have a professional broadcast. Uh, you're right. So, so, so I mean, I, I, I would, I, and and Veda Scott's doing great, but I mean, I think Veda Scott definitely needs a little more. I think it's inevitable that you see you'll see more Veda Scott. I guess I mean, dark is where they try things out. Like, I mean, that like NXT used to be, right? Um, that was just evolve. Uh, but but still, um, you know, I, I, I and and it still goes back to. You want to be comfortable while introducing the new. You're on TNT on Wednesday nights, and people re- but, people watching TNT on Wednesday nights that have watched nothing but The Alienist for the last 20 years uh, <laughs> are coming back to wrestling because it's something that they were familiar with. Just like I came to... thirds of your commentary team did commentary in the 80s. Yeah, and the 90s. Like, like the four decades. Four decades, guys. Like, yes, yes. That's, not, right. that's not ideal. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's 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 it's... A good and mix. and not to mention sometimes the content of that commentary, which we will not get into, uh, but it has been trouble, which is across the bear with both companies. Um, but uh, uh, it, it's yeah, no, but I I, I think it, it's a mix of the new and old, even on there between Excalibur that brings a lot to it. Um, and I will continue to put over Veda, Excalibur, and Taz is my favorite thing on Dark at two in the morning when I'm editing this show. It is hilarious but if that if that's the best commentary team like they could comment no on no they're not doing that on broadcast tv that's a different but, thing but see, but see that's the thing they should they should they should they should yeah. they should. barrett is on nxt now he has never done commentary before mm. i would like and take a moment to intervene they threw him in to the main show right away ronnie ronnie get some order over here Order, order in the court. Order in the court, I say. Uh, Gum Club is the funniest damn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I, I literally will watch that once a week. Yeah. He's like, he's like, is this a rip, bro? He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, yeah now throw but, Beta Scott in that mix. Which it's start- also, uh, Wade Barrett is excellent on Comic Con. Because I've absolutely. been a Wade Barrett fan for a long time, too. So I say both uh, commentary teams on, uh, I'm not going to say the lesser shows, because not really lesser. That's uh, are very good. Okay, so um, so we're 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 going a little long with this. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, from from the chat room, Andrew Loveless, I hate to say it, but I agree with Mad Mike. The music in AEW is trash production. Oh man, haven't found the gold yet. Um, uh, let's 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 call it. We're going to call a little bit audible here. These things tend to go long, and things happen. And and I think from the chat room, it seems that people be, seem to be enjoying themselves. Uh, so uh, let's continue. We're going to skip the big question this week, okay? 
And uh, so let me give a shout out before we answered a lot of questions. We did answer a lot of questions. Do do you want more? Ronnie, do you have a couple more in the chamber here? Uh, Yeah, I got a couple more questions here. Hold on to those for a second. We're going to give a shout out to our friends over at Slice on Broadway supporting Pittsburgh podcast with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Oh, Ronnie's like, I should have came in tonight. That's right. (gasps) I'm coming next week. There you go. go. I understand you might have a couple of friends next week from some people I was talking to. So, um, so I don't know. They didn't confirm with me. I talked to him in, in Chicago and there's like, we should do it. I'm like, yes, you should let me know. Uh, but anyways, right. slice on Broadway. They'll begin some slice when they come in, whoever those mystery people may be that are just a couple of good guys. Uh, Beachview Carnegie, the East end. Um, check in, check them out. If you're in the area, sorry, rest of the country. We got the good pizza over here. Uh, but if you do come in, check them out. Thank you for supporting the show. Ronnie, let's get a couple more questions out of the way, and then we'll take a quick break and go to our educational portion of the show. All right. Next question in the chamber. Uh, This is coming from Andrew Loveless. If you were to change the marketing for AEW or NXT to try to boost ratings, how would you do so? I don't know. seems to be working pretty good on AEW's side. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, how many times have you guys cracked over a million viewers? So, uh, uh, once. Once. Well, once. 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 Yeah. Once? Mm-hmm. once. Yeah. Uh, so you could probably work on that because Raw, SmackDown consistently get. I'm sorry. Is is this between companies or between shows on Wednesdays? Well, yeah, it's I, between companies. I think. I think it is between companies. The question was was NXT. I think, but um, and I think in that direct uh, uh, aspect. Honestly, if I was if I was NXT, I would move the date. I would move to Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I would move to Tuesdays because um, direct competition is a thing of the past. I don't think either company needs to be partaking in that. I think there's room for both shows to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there is a lot of... Um, because NXT is presented differently, I would put NXT in the Thunderdome. That's what I would do first and foremost. I think the um, I, I think the only thing that's stopping NXT right now is the fact that Daily's place is more of an interactive atmosphere. I think the Thunderdome and NXT would create a much better atmosphere for it. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have the plexiglass walls. Uh, uh, the the crowd has been removed, but not the crowd sounds I noticed the last couple of weeks, which bothers me. Yep. So. Um, and you don't yeah, get your boom I, hogging. I think, I, I think NXT and the Thunderdome. That would be the first thing I would do. I would also use uh, the Fox tie-ins to plug NXT during SmackDown. I don't know. I don't know if that's physically possible. I think it's worth looking into and yeah. worth buying time on SmackDown to plug NXT. That is- I allow it. Uh, that, yeah, that could be a cross-company issue. I, I think uh, AEW has been doing great by. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're they're using their cross promotional as far as I think they were a big part of the Jaguars game, which I mean, out of all the properties between that and being cross promoted with the NBA, um, uh, you know, for their movements and late night dynamites after the game and things like that, I think that's that's, I mean, I think it's two of the biggest things you can do, right? Um, now, to you know, comparatively, I know SmackDown pops up on uh, NFL games as well as part of their Fox partnership, so uh, they 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 have that too. Right, but as far as the the growing the growth of a company like AEW, I, I think they have a lot in their favor when it comes to that. Um, the cross promotion amongst uh, 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 
Warner Turner properties with TNT, uh, you know, have been uh, pretty, pretty significant, it seems. Um, not to the level of let's put Miz in three shows on USA, but still, um, you know, again, we're talking about a company that's more of a, uh, half, half century powerhouse that's built up to this versus, uh, a year of AEW. Um, so, uh, no, I think they're on the right track. Change. I, I really couldn't, I don't know what more I would change. Uh, uh, you know, they, I've always, um, admired the way that they do use their social media. They do use the online to expand. Um, a lot of those programming, a lot of those pre-pay-per-view programs that they were doing on YouTube have now become programming on TNT, actually, um, which is a tremendous spot for them to be in for promoting those as well. And I don't know what pay-per-view. Also, AEW, I wish I had... Here, okay, this is kind of marketing. This is kind of around that. I wish I had a better option to watch your pay-per-views. Mm. I right. Um, the, the, I mean, while while we're on that subject, pay-per-views are a little expensive. I don't know. I don't know if they that's have control over that. I don't think they do. But but in 2020, mm-hmm. they're very pricey. Forty forty fifty dollars for a pay-per-view for a pro wrestling pay-per-view. Um, it, it just feels. If it was like twenty five, I'd be. I'll, I'd feel a little better about it. But for me, like I want to go watch the show and I don't have some friends together. Like if, if it wasn't $45, $40, whatever it was, I would have done whatever I did on that Saturday night, uh, come home and order the pay-per-view mm-hmm. for Sunday morning and not battle. I, I, before I, you know, saw the saw spoilers or anything like that. That's, that's what would have happened. Um, and, and that is a detraction. You know, there would be more prioritized. Um, so no, absolutely, yeah. So that's that. That is a concern uh, 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 for where they're at with the company, and that is marketing. That is marketing. So, you got one more there, Ronnie. I do. Let me uh, decide which one I do here. All right. So um, for both of you, this is from Dave Partner. Mm-mm. What would you do uh, English, Ronnie? Uh, what would you do to incorporate the web content to the TV shows better? <laughs> mm. Sorry, would you like me to start, or, or would you, you like go to... ahead? You go ahead because what you, what you, you go ahead. Okay. Um, as far as the web content goes, I don't think that there's anything that WWE really has on their. Um, uh, WWE.com platform that isn't vital to to storylines that they don't actively show on Raw or SmackDown in, er, in order to further the feuds. What I would like to see is I would like to see maybe some feuds from TV carry over into like the varying web shows that WWE has. Like uh, one of the things I listened to on Corey Graves's podcast when um when Bailey was on and Bailey was doing the, uh, she wasn't getting respected as a champion and everything. And she was very in character for her interview. Corey Graves asked her about it. And Bailey was like, um, Bailey, you know, stayed true to her character and said that she wasn't being respected there and hung up on Corey Graves mid interview. I thought that was an excellent representation of characters bringing their storylines to official podcasts. Uh, I think you could do. I think you could. 
I, I think things like Up, Up, Down, Down have shown that when not being so structured script-wise, mm-hmm. a lot of these talents are very, very entertaining and engaging. And I think... Now, <laughs> I don't know exactly how this would work. I haven't worked out all the logistics of it. I think Left, Right, Left, Right should be an actual faction on WWE program. I, <laughs> again, it doesn't necessarily work because... It's Adam Cole, Tyler Breeze, Cesaro, and a few others. And they're on different shows. But I feel like maybe having them pop up in the Thunderdome to show up and cheer on their fellow left-right, left-right colleagues, because I don't think the Thunderdome is being used as well as it could be. I think occasionally you should have like an actual talent show up on the Thunderdome watching the matches, watching like someone they're scouting as a future opponent or someone they want maybe like a tag team partner watching someone. Like I think there are other ways to utilize the immense web presence that WWE has. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think podcasts and using YouTube shows like Above Down Down would be a really good way to incorporate web content better than they already are. So the question is how to uh, incorporate web content that they're currently making into the show. And I know when talking to Podner, like that is a, I wish I don't have to watch this hour and a half, you know, to two hours of dark and uh, BTE to kind of get things. Um, I, I, I don't think, and I don't think that that's half. Oh, so I, I think I've misspoken when I talk about this subject about how, oh, this happens because it happens over here, and da-da-da-da-da. And it's just, I think it's the same conversation we have when I was like, I don't understand why these guys are fighting, and, and somebody will say, oh, that was a you know a YouTube exclusive that, that happened with WWE. Like, I think that's what's happening here. Um, I think that it's more of an enhancement than a requirement, you know? Um, I think it's kind of treated as, I think the Dark is appropriately treated as the minor leagues, you you don't have to see it, and some stuff can develop, and you can have. Uh, can, I, can I throw in a counterpoint for that? Hmm. Um, if the rankings are being based off of dark, and you have entire stories happen on dark, and then are just brought to the main program, like uh, QT Marshall and Allie, mm-hmm. uh, because they were not on Dynamite mm-hmm. for the entirety of the storyline that happened between them. Same thing with. Penelope Ford and um and Kip Sabian. We never saw any of the of the happenings between that between him between them and Joey Janela on Dynamite. Like there were entire stories that took place on Dark and then were just presented on Dynamite as oh, you should already know this. And I know we're talking TV versus YouTube, but I think that's kind of a moot point right now. But um but has but that's, that... the, that's the question. It's utilizing web what? content. Like I think it's more of a question of what happens when you have a a storyline on main event that, that graduates to storylines on main event. Not currently. The storylines story on main event are entirely contained within main event. Mm-hmm. But that you, was, you will have storylines that are entirely contained within. But that main was event. never always the case. No, pretty much was. No, no. Over the years, I re- distinctly remember matches coming on, and then they they would they would do uh, uh, recaps of footage that happened on Heat or Velocity or 
you know, or or main event or whatever the version well, of it was at the time. Velocity were not on the internet, but they're those, still those, their secondary program. Oh, is this we're web about is, web content here? Sword. But your web content, we're talking about web content. It, it, having your web content as AEW Dark is like saying Velocity's on Sunday morning UPN or whatever. Velo- but Velocity was on television. It was. And if there was anything that Mike, happened, Mike, it's twenty twenty. Mike, it's twenty twenty. The world, the world is on fire, but we don't have fucking attenda antennas. Okay. But if there was anything important that happened on Velocity or Heat, it would be shown on Raw or SmackDown, right? And you know what runs it, every week on 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 Dynamite? A ticker with the results of AEW Dark. You know what also does. happens? No one you, pays attention to tickers. Nobody pays attention no to one, tickers. It was presented. No, I'm watching the match. What's that? Do you want me to watch the match, or do you want me to read a little scroll on the bottom of your screen? Oh, so we shouldn't have a scroll that tells you when tickets are available for uh, Charleston, West Virginia, for the next event. Is that so? Because nobody's paying attention to that, or that uh, the next uh, 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 best photos of twenty nineteen are out. Looking when live events are, and looking for actual results of your product that you demand me that I know is way different. And plus, those results of AEW Dark doesn't say, oh, by the way, QT Marshall is now in a relationship with Allie mm-hmm. for some reason. No, like but, it doesn't say that. But it is referenced, but they are referenced. Um, really. And I and, and really yeah they're, they're referenced and uh, there oh, are flashbacks and there were there are the content show us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they do and then they do and recap. No they don't. No they don't. I they've never shown any footage from AEW Dark. Oh, they've definitely Dynamo. shown footage from AEW Dark. Mm, I've definitely seen no, AEW Dark. No, thank you. It just all looks the same, and you'd have to notice the logo in the corner, um, because it's all in the same arena and shot the same things and 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 such. I don't think, I don't think they didn't even show it during the women's tag title tournament. Uh no, they did. Oh, they they showed no, they didn't. The, no, they didn't. They did. They did they, the they last told. Weeks. They told. It's it's show. Don't tell. Hmm. It, it's a it's a cup. It's a cup, not uh, tech titles. Well, tech, uh, they're medals technically. I think yeah, they, I think they, they're they, wearing. They have medals. There was a there was a trophy, but then they also have like like things to wear too. So, um, no. Uh, so how to integrate web? No, yeah. Well, I think they I think they do they do fine with that. And again, I think it's a nice additional thing for the super fans, just like your WWE exclusive or uh, exclusive thing or our truth game shows and and all that additional content and to that um i want to point out that and and i believe this was also referenced on dynamite um in commentary but uh uh, akin to the up up down down there's a dnd um show or i don't know what you want to call it that they're doing uh with a lot of AEW talent that is i believe linked to their it might be independent of the AEW youtube i cannot recall plus their podcast plus everything like that you know, smaller scale because they're a smaller company, but uh, I think it's all there. All, all, all the pieces are there. Ronnie? All right. Uh, uh, by the way, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Can I interject here? Um, I'm reading Twitter. I'm really glad we're not watching the actual debate that's oh, happening. Good. Oh, oh good. Oh, here it's a shit show. Oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm just reading messages. Like, Are they throwing poop at yeah. each other yet? Um, he actually I'll, I'll, told I'll, Donald Trump to shut up, man. He's I'll, like, will you just shut up? <laughs> I will I will just read a quote, a tweet from Pete Boopjed. Did the President of the United States just instruct a white supremacist group to stand by? 
Oh, that's, that's literally happening right now. So let's talk more wrestling. All right. Hey, you know what? Let's take a breather with that. Yes, uh, tell you what. Uh, uh, so we, we didn't really uh, construct this stuff beforehand. You guys are live right now over, uh, especially on Facebook and all the other uh, vote. Who won and why was it me? Uh, so so put in the chat room. Who do you think won this de- de- debate? Uh, team AEW or Team WWE? Uh, because there has to be a winner. We like winners, like apparently. Uh, so, <laughs> and then uh, stay tuned. Winning after the Mayhem Show, where we'll have our Mayhem Show B team deconstruct everything we've said. Yes, and fact check. Yes, and <laughs> actually, I did get fact checked on one thing. Oh yeah, I you forgot. did. Yeah, you did. Barrett. Barrett did commentary in NWA. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I- I can believe because I didn't watch it well, because you, fuck Jim Cornette. You didn't watch it because Cornette, but he was he was he was the replacement for Cornette, which made everything yeah. better. So <laughs> he was a very anti-Cornette. Anyways, Works so for me. what's that? Works for me. All right, all right. We're gonna go to a quick break, and we'll be right back. Uh, not with a big question, but with our homework for the week. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com. And now a public service announcement from Benjamin C. Steele talking to you about wearing a mask. Not this one, but this one. With everything going on right now with this pandemic, you need to wear a mask. My mask is for your safety. Your mask is for mine. Now, I don't care what your uncle's, brother's, best friend's, mailman's, roommate from college put on social media. Chances are they didn't think it through, and there's a very better than average chance that they're an idiot. So when you go outside, you put on your little mask over your face, put the little straps around your ears, and we're all going to be a lot safer. This is a team effort. And if we're being completely honest, some of you need not only this mask, but this mask too. We are back. It is the Wrestling Mayhem Show, BC Steel. Uh, with his well, words of wisdom, BC is smart. Listen to BC. That's what he keeps telling me. Uh, but uh, anyways, right now is time for the educational portion of the oh, show. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. What, what, I'm, what, so what? I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I love this match. I was the one who gave this assignment last week. What? I'm very excited. Wait. We are going to be talking about one of the greatest matches of all time, the I... 1992 Royal whoa, Rumble. Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. Are you hyped? It's not fair to flare. It's going to be great. I, I can say that I would be yes. hyped. Absolutely what? hyped about the 1992 Royal Rumble, Mike. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's except, fantastic. Let's talk about it. Except, except what? that was not our assignment for this week. Um, You weren't on this what? week. You weren't on last week. No, I wasn't. I, 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 all right. So the one week I don't go, you know, listen to the podcast back, I, you know, I, I was busy. I was doing wedding stuff. Like, sort. What happened? What? I, I sent in a thing. You're busy. You're busy. With, like with, I was busy the weekend. Degree of all and out. everything. Are you unprepared? Are you unprepared for your assignment? Uh, I guess I am. What? Wait. Uh, somebody. So, wait. Hold on. Yes. Who gave the assignment? Uh, the professor came back. Oh, that fuck. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, he came back, and he laid, and the and the assignment was actually the uh, 2006 New Year's Revolution uh, Elimination Chamber. Oh, oh. Well, luckily I was motherfucking there. Bring it. Well, you were there in attendance in I Albany, was there, Albany, New York, Elimination Albany, Chamber, New York. 
I okay. was there okay. in house. Fucking bring it. Well, um, uh, uh, our our teacher, our professor, um, has uh, he has dropped the message, and he has a little bit of information before we get into our opinions on how on on thoughts on that event. So, ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. teachers going the extra mile. Ooh. Well, I mean, he he wants to. I mean, I think it's a, it's become more of a guided. Listen, sometimes the class needs to be handheld a little bit along. Hey, and, you know uh, what? Sometimes he needs to show up for more than one week at a time. Well, well, I think he's going to be around you know for. What? Absent professor. He's gonna be around oh, for captain, not my captain. He's a. He, I think he's gonna be around for a, a wee bit longer than yeah, he has we'll, typically. I still need to see a degree. He uh, should release it. He should release his degree information. His degree. I don't. Is that how that works? I I have one. I don't know. You've seen it. I don't know. Maybe 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 we'll have you debate him next. Uh, I, I, have, <laughs> I have a degree too. Would you guys like to see my degree? Yes. Hmm. It's written on the back of this sugar <laughs> tree. <laughs> uh, with that, let's go to the professor. I'm noticing that I'm not really getting a chance to have a follow-up with some of these videos and some of these assignments. So I'd like to give Wrestling Mayhem Show an exclusive follow-up and it actually responds to my own assignment. This is my own written and audio essay about the New Year's Revolution Elimination Chamber 2006. Okay. So, obviously, we got to see John Cena face insurmountable odds again. (laughs) How many times have we seen that this year and would then see it in the years following? 2006 was the slow turn. You know, we saw John Cena rise to fame in SmackDown and then get traded to Raw And it was on Raw that people were denying him. You may have seen some inklings of it on SmackDown, but on Raw for sure, you saw it and you felt it. Uh, Something that would follow soon is uh, ECW One Night Stands 1 and 2. And that almost felt like a direct response to to the thing that was missing with John. And this would also start a rivalry for John where Edge cashes in his Money in the Bank briefcase and this started a rivalry for John that was missing. You know, no one really saw John could lose. They didn't think it was possible, so they assumed he was going to win. So a lot of the gravitas was gone. You really didn't understand why they would, anyone, even the announcers were trying to tell you. John Cena might not make it out of this one, but they themselves had seen how many times before where he just made it out. So Edge, coming along as a foil, a much welcomed foil this night in Albany, um, Edge cashes in and to a tremendous ovation because people hadn't seen that before. This was the first Money in the Bank cash in. How big a moment is this? Now, back to the original match, the Elimination Chamber. This is this is a smart match. This is a smart match, which is the only kind of match that I assign, which is a smart match. I see. You see Shawn Michaels true to form, something, someone that can create the drama. Now, he's not creating it. He's not manifesting it. He is just in it. But boy, can you feel it. Sometimes these dramatic matches happen and... You don't know. You don't know because the fighters, the wrestlers, they're just moving past it. But Sean, he lives in it. He lives in it. And then there's Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle on fire. 
Probably his prime right here. Absolute energy just pouring out of him. Kane, a very spry Kane that some of you may not be used to. And Carlito and Chris Masters coming in here fresh as a daisy and maybe needing to be a, a little more seasoned. You know, we would see these two later on become much more seasoned guys and this is catching them on a very early upswing for them, and maybe the momentum is getting ahead of them. Maybe they're kind of riding their own coattails, and they're a little in over their heads. So we saw that break down. Um, I mean, we saw it breaking down leading up to that. They almost felt like lost kittens in there. They, they, they had John Cena where they wanted him, and they didn't know what to do with him. They didn't think they'd get to that far. So, uh, this wasn't for the light of heart. There's a lot of blood here, but it should be. This is a steel structure. This is probably the second or third elimination chamber to ever happen. And uh, we really were seeing, you know, we don't see any big dives in this. Not a lot of risks except one very big, beautiful elbow drop. Beautiful as it always is from Shawn Michaels. So those are my thoughts on this Elimination Chamber from start to finish, a very smart match and a very, everything made sense. Everybody does what they should do. Nobody's climbing to the top because there's no reason to climb to the top except to try and put away John Cena the one moment. So, gentlemen, and I use that term so, so lightly, hmm. your thoughts. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, so, Jacob, weighing in on the video uh so uh, i i so again i i think like when we brought this up like we remember distinctly what happens after this obviously the edge cash in and uh, i even went and watched rewatched the live sex celebration for completionist uh <laughs> and uh which also like as i mentioned last week this was the thing the next day maybe that night i actually i believe that night of of the live sex celebration um, was the night we started this very podcast. Uh, so, because I think we were originally a Monday Mayhem show. Uh, so, uh, but uh, uh, but other than that, that kind of landmark, um, you know, it does illustrate. He's right. Like hearing the booze from Cena, because uh, and I can't remember last last we've heard him that strongly. Um, and also in contrast, the next night we still get as Ric Flair is getting attacked by Edge. Um, chance for Cena to come out and save him. Maybe it was just because of Ric Flair or something, but I think it was a it was a really good look at the dichotomy of like where John was at that point, right? And uh, it was a very good match. Also, geez, yeah, Shawn Michaels uh, involved from the beginning. Um, this was this was peak second coming Shawn Michaels at this point. Um, mm -hmm. so and I think not too far removed, maybe a couple of years removed from one of my favorite storylines of him and Chris Jericho. Uh, over the summer, so uh, suit Jericho, I believe we referred to as, but um, no. I, so, so I want to go around to you guys on, on thoughts of this. Yeah, he's right. It is a very grounded elimination chamber. <laughs> also, I think the, the chamber is not built for the stuff that they're doing with the chamber these days as well. Also, Kurt Angle. Damn, I forgot how good Kurt Angle was in this era. So, uh, thoughts, Mike? What was your experience and recollection from being there? I remember. My my ears almost didn't work the entire ride home when Metalingus hit. Oof. I I remember that noise like specifically. Um, 
weirdly, I've been in a lot of arenas when I've seen cash-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been, like, this it was, was the first one. Yeah, it was the first. that We had never yeah. seen that before. Yeah, and and the Pepsi Arena, not all that big. That place rumbled. Like, like that, that place went off the rails when Edge came out. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, Earlier in the night, Edge had just had a very lackluster match with, I think, Ric Flair. It was Ric Flair, yes. Uh, and, the, and the match he had with Flair was fine. It wasn't, you know, especially interesting or anything like that. Uh, by by uh, uh, picking up on commentary during the match, um, I, I think there was something that he had done during the match that they're like, oh, it makes sense why he did X now if he was looking at this for the cash-in. Yeah, like, I, I, I think I think he even used the briefcase yeah. in that. Like, yeah, I the, think he dented it. They said that he he used the briefcase, and that's why Flair comes out with a, a bandage on his head, um, or pre bleeding, because uh, so, <laughs> Ric Flair. Um, but uh, it, no, it, yeah, no, I think that's I think it's accurate. So, uh, Ronnie, um, did you rewatch this? Or, or I mean, this is such a memorable one. You probably didn't need to. No, I didn't need to watch it. It was one of my favorite moments. Um, mm-hmm. I was always a big Edgehead mm-hmm. when I was younger. So this was a big thing because I always wanted Edge to be like a main eventer and finally get the WWE title because I felt like it was long overdue and he had before been on the, him, actually. He had been on the edge of it for so long, too. Yeah, and it was one of those moments where you're like, finally, like this is it. And it was exciting because like we were talking about, it's the first cash-in in history. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know how this was going to work, when it was going to happen. And it was perfect because at the time everybody hated John Cena, and like Mike said, as soon as Metalingus hit, that place exploded. Mm-hmm. Like because everybody knew this was it, this is when I was going to get it, and it was a great moment for wrestling. So it's one of my Absolutely. favorite moments. I, and, and the chamber match itself, like you know, I, I don't want to Ooh. detract from that because like, again, did not remember anything about this until I started watching. Then I remembered. Kind of going into it. We have Chris Masters, Carlito, their team. This is their breakup moment. I, I loved the team of Masters and Carlito. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it was a makeshift team, but when, like, it worked. there were points where I legitimately thought that one of them was going to be the champion mm-hmm. because, because they were both on real upward trajectories, especially when it was down to just them and Cena. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really, really good. And, like, when when Carlito turned his back on Masters, I just remember because I it, it got to the point where people were kind of tired of Cena, but also wanted something new. Like like I remember screaming like like angry that Carlito, you know, couldn't wait till Cena passed out from the master lock to hit the backcracker. Mm-hmm. Like I remember just physically feeling that because we thought we were going to see like essentially a WWE title match between Carlito and John Matt and, and Chris Masters, which would have been fantastic. <laughs> like, cause it's a new champion either way. And in the, in the elimination chamber, it would have been the first time that I think um, a champion would have been eliminated before the end of the match. Yeah. I, this is, a, I think the fourth Elimination Chamber. So I'm, I'm curious where they would have been at that point. Yeah, because I, uh, I'd have to check, but I'm pretty sure that I know the first one, um, the champion was eliminated last. 
I think the second and third ones, either it was the champion retained or the champion was eliminated last. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm actually just checking right now to make right. sure. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, the, 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 uh, third, who was the champion in that match? Um, the third, uh, chamber match. Oh, the third chamber match had a vacant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no. No, that's not true. That's not true. So, so what happened was the match ends. Right. Uh, Vince comes out, starts talking, tells them to raise it. We see it raising as we're looking at John Cena. Uh, basically, Vince came out to buy time. So, yeah. He basically came out to buy time, tease, so they could get the cage out of the way so Edge could come out. Because Edge couldn't just run into the cage and have a match. Uh, ideally, right? Uh, functionally, uh, it, plus you want those moments without a cage, right? <laughs> like, you really do. Like, it, like, you want the first money in the bank to not be in an election chamber because that's going to be a confusing situation um, visually. Uh no great uh, uh even even I wasn't even mad about Kane kind of getting a little punked out uh, I guess they had done some stuff where where Sean had to be one the first one in uh and Kane uh bought bought time to you know beat the clock challenge love those uh to be the last person out of the pod um also the pod music kind of sounds like uh Jaws music in this era so it was kind of like what is a shark jumping out. Is a ba- is Baby Shark in this match? Um, that's a different song, I know. But do 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 do. Sorry, that's that's going to be in my head for other reasons for the rest of the month. Unfortunately, thank you, Halloween's things. Uh, anyways, somebody out there is laughing at that. Uh, but <laughs> so uh, no, I even liked his point. Where, you know, he came out, and he got you know, he got teamed up and punked on because. He's the big guy. He was the threat, and they actually acted on it, you know. And especially with Masters and Carlito being the team up in this, and and really kind of taking everybody out. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, Angle, Sean, Kane, everybody. They, yeah, that was it. They just collectively did that, and and of course, Shawn Michaels was just dead, <laughs> you know, to be put out. So. Um, no, it was good. Hey, remember Blood Days? Uh, uh that was in our uh part of this as, t- as well. So, um, yeah, I remember it's being a weird era of, and I can't remember if we watched it live. I probably did, uh, but it was that weird era where we were starting to have also. Oh, we're gonna have a second pay per view this month, and reminder, pay per view. And we were definitely buying the Royal Rumble later that month. You know what I mean? So, anyways. Any other final thoughts? Okay. 
Okay. Uh, no, it was good. It was it was a good. Um, it was a good chunk. That again, I'm loving dropping into these different eras, and uh, and let's see what the good professor has in store for us for this coming week. Hello, my name is Professor Jacob Edwin, coming yes, to you, you via the that. Pro Wrestling Mayhem Show. This. You can look them up on Facebook and watch their videos, or you can find their podcast online. I'm here to give you another weekly assignment. Last week, if you saw, the assignment was a little long, a little lengthy, about 35 to 40 minutes. I've dedicated my whole life to pro wrestling, so I apologize if I ask you to dedicate about 40 minutes of your time. So, but for the sake of that, let's shorten it up a little bit. This is going to be about a six to seven minute match, and it is short and sweet. It is December 20th, 2010, Monday Night Raw. William Regal versus Daniel Bryan. CM Punk is on commentary. The Bella Twins are ringside. There's a lot going on, but very little. (laughs) This is a very pointed and very succinct match. This is one of my favorite kinds of matches because it shows you greatness doesn't have to be 20 minutes long. Mm. This is great because you can see what a fight looks like. You can see what a struggle looks like when it's done at this caliber. These guys may not be main event at this time. They could go on to be main event anywhere. So please enjoy this match as much as I did. And maybe you won't lose your attention so easily. Thank you. There you go. 20... Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, jeez. So, looks like you're taking this to the principal. You are the principal. Wait, when the f- when the hell did you become the principal? I. Uh, uh, yeah. What is it? Oh. 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 Oh, no. Yeah. Well, it was being involved in this, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like that story about how, like, Edge got together with Beth because they talked when he... Was it the night he was he gave his retirement speech, maybe? Yeah. And it just, like, it was weird. It was, it was like, an awesome story about, like, the closing of the doors and opening the new one. Also, it's in the documentary where they're adorably training together in their, in a, in, in their, own, in their own garage or whatever. So, um, which is this completely uh, relationship goals. Uh, for I think any of us. So, but anyways, uh, thank you for that. So, did we check in? Did, did we declare a winner uh, on the fan uh, check-ins earlier? Oh, it's a tie. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna have to take it to the Mayhem Supreme Court. Good. Th- hmm. Well, the debate. 
listen, the debate is three quarters of this show. So why don't we just put out this show <laughs> and tell people to? I think I think Sorg doesn't want to uh, render another forty five minutes of video. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Guys, what did you learn from pro wrestling this week? I learned that it's really hard to kill a clown. No, no, no. Well, well, no, I think he's... I think this one's from Long Island, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's either that or... No, no, no. Most clowns are from Long Island or southwest uh, Detroit. Um, anyways, uh, so, no, Frank the Clown struck again. They came out in this fancy car, and there's confetti ev- everywhere. Thank you for littering, Frank the Clown. Uh, Frank the Clown took a pile driver into a door on chairs from the apron to the ground. Frank the Clown was on a table and had Joey Janela crash onto him from the football goalpost. Uh, I think you guys have probably seen that on the internet over the past couple of days. Uh, so, yes, it's hard to kill a clown. Uh, also, a.k.a. Wicked Clowns Will Never Die. Um, so, that's what I learned this week in wrestling, strangely enough. What about you guys? Obviously. I don't know. He just seems like a natural dancer. Okay. I mean, you guys are are just, you know, separated at birth. I, okay. Oh, I remember hearing the story before. I, I oh. <laughs> this was this was this the lead up to Rumble or later? Or the latter match in the summer. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what one of them was the latter match. One of them was the latter match. Right. I think he lost the ladder match in his home. Everybody lost their home their hometown match, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
And I know I don't know. I've heard these stories in either books or other podcasts or something where these guys have been telling the stories. I'm glad to see there's an untold on it. I'll have to check that out. Fantastic. I, I think. Am I not mistaken? I think John Cena's dad does promote wrestling in, or did in. Oh, wait, no, no. He really Johnny Fabulous. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Here's your big question. Who, who's the better wrestle dad? Uh, uh, Zack Ryder's dad or John Cena's dad? I forget who is his dad. I mean, I'm, sorry. I, 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 that's why I didn't include him because that was the obvious answer. <laughs> so, um, fantastic. Yeah, truth, truth, truth. Um, Ronnie. Ronnie, uh, what what did you learn from wrestling this week, or the debate? What'd you learn from the debate? Maybe. Uh oh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Partial. I I I admire your partialness out there. I admire your partialness and dedication to the job. <laughs> so he's the Dan was so so Mike's the Danny DeVito and Xavier's the Schwarzenegger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Jeez. Mm-hmm. We didn't, even, we didn't even talk about Clash. Mm-hmm. That's no slight on Uso on, on Uso on that one. No. No slight. He did eight. That's fantastic. Do not cry for for Uso because he may have he may have bought himself a title run later down the line. <laughs> so. Mm-mm. Um. But yeah, and I'll realize it, like that that show beginning with that ladder match and that ending, Mike. Real quick, because I, I wasn't sure which way you were going to go with this. How great was that ending to that ladder match? Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Mm-hmm. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Yes. I don't think you can feel anything in there. I don't I think that's why they're doing it. So, yeah. I mean that screwdriver thing that they did with Orton. Oh. 
From the chat room, Dave Bonner learned that Joey Ryan is suing his accusers. I saw some stuff popping. That's unfortunate. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, fuck that. It, it, it's no. Andrew Loveless uh, learned that doing an Iron Man match with Matt Riddle, that his cardio, cardio is never ending. So, I had a tussle with Mr. Riddle before. For somebody that smokes the ganja, good cardio. You just work harder at it? Okay. It's still it's still a um, it's not about that because the smoke is what I'm concerned about, but but you don't always have to use the smoke product I guess, so <laughs> and they look like they got some great cardio. Uh, we know Bian- we know Bianca Belair does. Uh huh uh huh uh huh yeah a little late a little late on that one. I understand on another podcast that's far more popular than us, uh, there was a debate on how uh, she couldn't run that fast with that hair or something. And I was like, you know what? No. <laughs> I was not going to mention it, but it just it. But it sounded like the most ridiculous discussion. And we just had a debate about professional wrestling. <laughs> Mike, Mike, do you think we're ending this anytime soon? <laughs> yes, we have another 10 years before we are sad. Oh, my. Oh, my. Anyways. um, And, oh. Pot. Yeah, it's whatever this is. I mean, this is a video show now, apparently, so... Uh, oh, hey man, hey man, hey man. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say what country I'm going to be in, but uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, Podner learned that Ronnie is more prepared than Chris Wallace. <laughs> is that what's happening? I, I didn't get. I haven't seen the vibe yet. Is it, I'm going. Uh Yeah. 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 <sighs> okay. Anyways, enough of this. Enough of this. Enough of this. Uh And Andrew said also says this broadcast should be 2 2 hours every week because he had a blast tonight in the chat room. So thank you for that, and I think we're leaning towards this. It's just where we land. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to our moderator, Ronnie Starks. He is the grizzled veteran, and now he is a grizzled moderator joining us on the show and making everything go so very smoothly. Listen, it could have gone another way. Let's be honest. He's like, yes, it could have. Ronnie Starks, you were Starks Wrestling on the Twitter, I know. I don't know. Are you involved in anything coming up that people can be seeing on the interwebs? I, I wasn't sure what your schedule's been looking like with things going on. 
Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't. No, you can't. And we'll get you. And you, obviously, you're coming in next week so you can have some pizza. So, and tacos and whatever. We'll bury you in pizza and tacos. You got you got to try these quesadillas across the street, man. Uh, <laughs> are we feeding him or are we taking him to a street strip club? I don't know, man. Uh, hey, hey. What, what is it? Is it just plate glass like now? And it's just, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, that's our... I, <laughs> I, I'm literally just, I'm just curious about the logistics. Uh, pers- not personally, but professionally. Uh, anyways, enough of that. Again, before I say something else stupid, Mad Mike, Mad Mike forty three on the Twitters, and we, he will be back with me uh, next Monday. I believe we are clear to do another Monday Night Warriors, uh, Monday Mayhem Warriors after Raw, at a, uh, shortly after Raw ends. As soon as we get everybody connected, like we've been pretty good getting going about five after, I think, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know what? I, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I usually, I usually watch AEW Dark to watch, a, you know, like because I love the train wreck commentary, and that may be why I go back and watch the entirety of the debate tonight. So, yeah. I don't know. It feels like it feels like the right mindset for me right now. We'll see. We'll see. Actually, let me know. Let me know on the social media. Should I watch the entire thing, or should I just go by what's out on Twitter? Because I'm, I'm just afraid of things being skewed. And I kind of want to see things as they were presented. Yeah, that's me. I don't know. For better or for worse. With this one, yes. Um, geez, I'm sorry we're getting political on the show, but it's kind of hard not to. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of this. Thank you, everybody, in the chat room. Thank you, thank, thank you for everybody hanging out. Please tell a friend about the mayhem. Please subscribe on the podcast. Uh, and please make sure you like all those pages so you know when we go live on Tuesday or whatever time we may do something interesting. Go check it out. We'll see you guys next time. Mayhem out. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. Wait for the perfect time and attack. Don't give up what you want, take it back. Wait for the perfect time and attack. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.